So over the past couple of weeks, we spoke about tithing. We spoke about uh, offerings. We spoke about the giving from the Bible that applies to us today as Christians. Like I said, there are multiple types of offerings in the Bible. We have wave offering, peace offering, grain offering, burnt offering, sacrificial offering, peace offering, love offering, mercy offering, testimony offering. There are so many offerings that if we had to apply all those offerings today as Christians, I think church service will not, will not close because there will be so many offerings for us to give. And many people may not even go to church. But not all those offerings apply to us today. But having learned about the offerings that we are supposed to give as Christians, I sincerely want to say there are people who really give, but it seems as if they don't see the results of their giving. I've heard some people say, I do give, I do pay my tithe, I do give generously. You know, I try to help the poor, I try to do what I know how to do best, but I don't see the results. It's almost as if all this preaching about when you give, you will receive is a lie. When you sow, you will reap. It seems as if it's working just some, some, for some people and not for everyone. And so today I want to answer the question, uh, why our giving does not result in blessing? Why our giving does not result in blessing? Or why we sow and we do not reap? You know, if you have a farm, and you plant something on that farm, and you realize that your harvest is not good, and your neighbor plants the same crop on their farm, and the harvest is good, it should tell you that something was wrong, either with you who was planting or with the soil. And so we're going to take time to, and to study some scriptures to see why our giving does not result in a blessing or sometimes why our giving is not accepted why our giving is not accepted by god because if you're giving if your give is not accepted even though you gave it to the altar it does not count it does not count it's like someone who went to pay a bill either an electric bill water bill or gas bill you went to the office and just dropped the money there without giving your name and you take a receipt and you walk away even though the money has been received there, the, the money will not be credited to your account because you didn't give it to the right way. You didn't give it the right way. So we're going to see why some people give and they do not receive. The first scripture we're going to read is Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. It says, Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. For God loves a cheerful giver. So the first uh, reason why our offering, our giving, does not result in blessing is that we are not giving cheerfully. We are not giving cheerfully. So you may give a very huge amount. But if that giving is not cheerful, it does not result in a, in a blessing. So don't get it twisted just because you gave a huge amount. It doesn't mean that it's going to result in a blessing. 
if that gift was not cheerful, it is not going to result in a blessing. Let me just read this scripture to you from the Amplified Version, Second uh, Corinthians 9-7. Let me read it to you from uh, the Amplified Version so that we see what it says in a more expansive way. He said, let each one give as he has made up his mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful. Now, this is the, 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 the amplified explanation of cheerful, joyous prompt to do it, giver, whose heart is in his giving, whose heart is in his giving. So the first thing we see that you give with joy, you're prompt to do it. Now, let me, let me take, for example, like when, when we see sometimes when people are, we go to churches where the, the pastor is raising funds, whether for a building or for any reason. Many of us have been in those situations. They say, oh, those with uh, maybe 5,000, or those who $1,000, please stand up. And maybe five people stand. And the pastor keeps saying, oh, there's some people, the Holy Spirit is telling me that you need to stand. I'm waiting for you. Stand, stand, stand. God bless you. Stand, stand, stand. Yes, stand. Clap your hands. Let him stand. That kind of giving does not result in blessing. This is what the Bible says. You are not a cheerful giver because a cheerful giver is prompt. Number one, means that when you hear the appeal, the need to give, you are prompt to respond to the giving. Not someone who comes and says things to, you know, to lure you into giving. You give with joy. And then the second thing is say your heart is in your giving. Your heart is in your giving. Meaning that it's something that comes from your heart. Not something that you're giving because, well, the way this pastor is looking at me, you know, every eye is on me, so I don't want to feel, make them feel like, you know, like I'm ignoring them or something. So now you give. It's not a cheerful giving. There are people who have gone to conferences and they sow seeds of thousands of dollars. And they will promise that in 24 hours, in seven days, in three months, may my God turn your story around. They came back, they waited two years till now, nothing has happened because the gift was not cheerful. It wasn't prompt. Your heart was not in the giving. So it did not result in blessing. So anytime you have an opportunity to give, a cheerful giver gives with joy and they are prompt to give it. That's it. So the first thing that we, we see that makes our giving not to result in blessings is that we are not giving joyfully. Giving joyfully. Then the next scripture is Luke 6, 38. It says, Give it to be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, will be put into your lap or some vegetable bosom. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. The next reason why our blessing, our giving does not result in blessing is that we do not give the right measure. We do not give the right measure. 
we did not give the right measure. I always, and I said before, if you plant one cup of grain in your farm, you don't expect to reap 10,000 tons of grain. If you plant five cups of grain, you don't expect to reap the same harvest with a man who plants 20 cups of grain. And so sometimes you have Christians who are trusting God for prosperity, for massive prosperity, massive breakthrough, but their giving is not equivalent to what they are trusting God for. For example, you show up in church to church every day, and it's offering time you give $10, but you're trusting God to be a millionaire. He said with a measure you give, the same measure will be given back to you. It's like multiplication. If God had to multiply your offerings, let's just say by 100, somebody gave $1, and then God multiplied by 100. He got $100. Somebody gave $10. God multiplied by 100. He got 1,000. Somebody gave $100. God multiplied by 100. He got 10,000. So you see, the man who gave $1 had a measure to receive. The man who gave 10 had a measure to receive. But the trouble we have sometimes is that you are giving $10, but you want to receive the same measure as the man who gave $100. So if we want to receive in a certain measure, we must also give in a certain measure because God blesses us according to the measure of our giving. According to the measure of our giving. Hallelujah. And then number, the next skill, number three, reason why we are giving does not translate into blessing is we read Acts chapter 20, verse 35. It says, in all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remembering the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. When he said, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now the point uh, I see from this text is that sometimes we are more concerned about the receiving than being concerned about what we are trying to do. For example, if I'm giving for missions, the primary thing I'm looking for now is that I want to help our pastors in, in like those in Malawi, in those in Mozambique, I want to help the Christians there to make sure that they can also have a place to fellowship, that the, those who are in need. My focus first is to help them. I'm not thinking about the blessing. But when your giving is only result, you're only blessing-oriented. So it becomes that anytime there's an opportunity to give, your heart is not drawn towards the people that you're helping, but you're seeing the reward. You're just more focused on the reward. So it's more, you're more like a politician who is giving bags of rice to people, but not, not looking at the people he's helping, but looking at the votes that he gets at the end of his term or when he's due for re-election. Re he's coming to the hospital to visit that family that had a car crash and he's showing sympathy and compassion. You would think, oh, this man is so nice. He's so sweet. No, he came there because of his political agenda. And many of us do give, not because we have a heart 
for what we are digging into. Not because we have a heart for our church or for the widows or for the missions or whatever we're giving to. Our mind is just focused on the blessing. And so it becomes more of a business transaction. But the goal of giving faith is not just so we can receive. Is that like Jesus Christ said in this way, see, in all things I have shown you that we must help the weak. Remember the words of our, Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ. It is more blessed to give. So we should find blessing in giving, not just waiting or oh, when we receive it. So I, I am blessed. So somebody can testify and say, I was blessed today that I had an opportunity to meet a homeless man and I was able to give him a hundred dollars. I was blessed. Then nobody will testify like that. When I say, like three months ago, I gave a homeless man $100, and then today, somebody gave me $10,000. That's, that's what we consider blessing. But if our heart is in towards helping people, is in the things we give into, we will be more blessed if we focus more on the things we are giving to and the people we are giving to than the blessing that we will get when we receive the result of our giving. And number four, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, he says, The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Now let me read this, read, read this again from uh, uh, the Amplified Version. We'll read this, a scripture similar to this. It says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly and grudgingly will reap sparingly and grudgingly. And whoever sows generously, that blessing may come to someone who will reap generously with the blessings. So we see again that uh, he says grudgingly, grudgingly, you give with grudges. You give with grudges. I've seen multiple times where Christians give with grudges, especially when it comes to demanded givings. Demanded givings. Like when they say, okay, everybody in this church, we are contributing uh, $50, $60 to do this for this project. And sometimes because there is a list and everybody's name is supposed to enter that list, you don't want your name to be absent from that list so that you, you don't feel as if you're the one who is not contributing towards the growth of this mission. So you give, but you bear grudges. You speak about it. You ask all oh, these churches all about money. Was it not two weeks ago that they were asking us to give $20? Why are they asking for $20 now? Why are they even giving this money to you? You grumble, 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 and you give. That kind of giving does not result to any blessing. And you find Christians in multiple settings who grumble like this and give. And they wonder why their giving does not result in any blessing. So if you give grudgingly, that giving will not result in any blessing. It is a wasted giving. God doesn't even receive that kind of giving. Grudgingly. And number five, we're going to read Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. It says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that they may be meat they may be food in my house and thereby put me to test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down 
for you a blessing until there is no more need. Now, when we read this scripture, it sounds like an exaggeration. Like, what does God mean like I will open the windows of heaven? Because some people say, I pay my tithes, but I don't see this blessing. I'm faithful my tithes, but I don't see this blessing. Now, this is the key. It says, bring the full tithe. The full tithe. So what will activate the blessing is not just tithe, what you call tithe, is the full tithe. And for many who pay tithe, they don't pay the full tithe. Like I've explained to you before, if I work as a businessman and I sell something, I bought that thing for $5,000 and I sold it for $10,000, I have made a profit of $5,000. So my, my profit is 5000 My tithe is 500 but what we often do sometimes is that once we receive that profit, we, 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 we do expenditures. We spend on things. And then from the leftover, we take 10% and we call it tithe. In God's eyes, that was not tithe. You just made a donation to your church. God didn't receive that tithe. And so you cannot activate the windows of heaven that God is talking about. Or you work in a company, for example. The the only deductions which is allowed, which I believe is allowed to be made out of your pay, which does not count for tithe, as I believe is your taxes, because God asks us to pay taxes. Any other thing that you subscribe to is your own making. For example, if I subscribe to several things in my job, I subscribe to 401k, I subscribe to uh, cable, I subscribe to many things that are coming out of my paycheck. For some of us, when all these things have come out, then we take the leftover and we say we're paying tithe. You didn't pay tithe. After you receive that taxes, it's taken out. The, the balance is what you pay. There's some people even go as far as paying the tithe of the whole thing. But I believe that if the scripture is asking us to pay taxes in the New Testament, then we have to pay tithe from whatever is left after taxes. But now if you go and subscribe for whatever you subscribe for, you sub, let's say your salary... You tie your, your pay after taxes is 3000 Now you go and subscribe for uh, debt insurance. They take $500. You subscribe for something else. After they deduct all these things, then you're not left with $1,500. You come and see your tithe is one fifty. No, that's not the full tithe. And so that's why sometimes we wonder why we are paying the tithe, but we're not seeing the blessing because it's not the full tithe. It says bring the full time, the full time, not just what you call time. It must be the full time. So examine yourself and see, have I been paying time? Or I'm just giving what I think is 10% or 10% of the leftovers. And then the next scripture that we're going to read is First Timothy chapter 6 verse 17 to 19 it says as for the rich in this present age charge them not to be haughty nor to set their hopes on being on certain on the uncertainty of riches but on god who richly provides us with everything to enjoy there are to do good to be rich in good works to be generous and ready to share those storing up treasures for themselves 
as a good foundation for the future. This is one of those scriptures that lets us know that whatever we give on earth accounts in heaven. It says they store for themselves treasures for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of what which is truly life. So the point, the, the point is that we are not ready to share. Our giving is not received. It doesn't amount to blessing because we are not ready to share. Like I said before, it, it, it ties on again, one of the points I made already about when we have an opportunity to give, we are not ready. Even, like I said, even concerning tithe, one brother testified that when he started paying his tithe, immediately after his pay, he saw a difference. That is to say that the moment he received his pay, he did not wait like most of us wait on Sunday. He would just send the tithes to the church. He said he saw a clear difference in the blessing. But sometimes we wait until when somebody comes to church now and start preaching about it, exhorting us, you know, you have to give, you have to give, then that's when we go now and give. You are not ready. It's like God, God is forcing you to give. We must have that readiness. Anytime I have a blessing, I'm blessed. The first thing I think about is, how do I give my tithe? How do I show my appreciation to God? I'm ready. You are ready. It results in a blessing. But if, if you have to wait for someone to come to church and say, okay, open your Bibles to this chapter, you know, brothers, you have to give, and then they start, you know, like, coaching you to give. You are not ready. Giving like that does not result in a blessing. It does not result in a blessing. And then the next is, see in Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, it says, He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing, and increase the harvest of your righteousness. And increase the harvest of your righteousness. So we see he supplies seed for the sower and bread for the eater. Sometimes our giving is, does not result in blessing because we give the bread and not the seed. Every gift that God gives you, he says, that gift has a seed and he has a bread. But guess what? Sometimes we eat the seed and then we take the crumbs of the bread and bring it to the Lord. Every giving that we have, everything that we receive has a seed. That is why every fruit that you eat has a seed in it. So you don't eat everything. Because if we eat everything, the seeds will be destroyed. The fruit will be destroyed. But we keep the seed so that we can plant it again. Sometimes even without us planting, you know, they grow by themselves. Like some, some of us who grew up in Africa, sometimes you eat like guava or, or some fruits and you poop in the forest, you just planted the, 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 the tree without knowing because the seed was in the fruit. But for us, when we receive from God, we eat the seed, we eat the bread. And then sometimes when we hear giving, we don't remember that we had a seed. We now take the crumbs from the bread and bring it to the Lord. But a man who understands giving will understand everything I receive has a seed. And it's that seed that I have to plant for my next harvest. Anytime you bring the crumbs from your bread and give to God, which is not a seed, it does not result in a blessing. So don't eat your seed. Eat the bread and don't eat your seed. 
And lastly for today is Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 7. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 7, it says, Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God that he has given you. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God that he has given you. And the, the point here is that the reason why we do not give, we do not receive according to our giving is that our giving is not according to our blessing. We do not give with accordance to the blessing that God has given to us. For example, you make somebody makes one thousand dollars a month. They come to church and they give ten dollars, or let's say let's just say twenty dollars in an offering. It seems small, and then you come to church and you make ten thousand dollars a month. And you give $100. Now looking at what you have given. And what this person with $20 has given. It seems as if their offering is very small. But it, judging by the measure of what you have received. That person has given more than you. That's what Jesus Christ was saying about the widow's offering. He said the widow gave more than everybody. Because she gave all. While the rich people gave crumbs from their blessing. Which looked like it was so much. But compared to what they had, it was nothing. So this is what you must remember. God does not measure your giving by what you have given or what you gave. God measures your giving by what is left. God measures your giving by what is left. So if you are a millionaire, give in a capacity of a millionaire. If you are a thousandaire, Give in a capacity of a thousand years. If you're a hundred years, if there's any word like that, give in that capacity. But when God has made you a millionaire and you start giving like someone who has thousands, that giving does not result in a blessing. So we must give in the measure that God has given to us. If we follow these simple steps and these principles that I share with us today and give accordingly, our giving will result in a blessing. So maybe you're listening to me today, you'll say, I give, but I don't understand why I never receive, why my giving doesn't result in a blessing. Maybe this may be the one of the reasons that your giving is not resulting in a blessing. So I don't know which one applies to you, but may God grant us grace to give in a manner that will result in a blessing. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory. We ask for grace. That as we've heard these words, Lord, you will grant us grace to give and give in a manner that will result in your blessings. Take all the glory. Take all the honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.